Welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual determines the response to life itself and all it entails. Today, I am your host, Bula, and I will be having the honor of interviewing Michael Samuel. Uh, we'll be going into a little bit of what he thinks about, his kind of work, his uh, core beliefs, etc., etc., and we'll get straight into it right after the first song. So do enjoy. Damn. A small speck of creation Getting closer to God In a tight situation Life hits you face it Sometimes you can't duck a block And only roll with the punches And hope not to get you bruised in the process See we a lot alike Me, I just got a mic And rockin' like my life Depends upon the response Of the audience Head nods and arms raised to wave An affirmation with the art Statement brought to the stage Pinned to the page Until the end of the age Forever hold to the promise From the ancient of days When the final curtain call falls If the singer The most important member applauds It will have been worth it all I'm fatally flawed Yet in awe of God The cause, agent, and end For whom I spit these oddities I'll be able to breathe For victories hard fought And rest knowing the most high more close by than we Day I saw your name but didn't answer But then I asked myself what if that was our last chance to talk The thought alone is enough to make me shudder We crave connection yet distance ourselves from one another And I've discovered you were waiting for me to call you You were there the whole time I was the one to fall through Father you're forever faithful I'm forever grateful even when I tried to escape you You weren't hateful Thought you had abandoned when things didn't follow planning Got caught off guard, fell off hard then got scarred Yet grace is a soft landing So now it's about removing distractions and moving into action instead of just jaw jacking or raw rapping though that's a given it's time to get back to living like i know that i'm supposed to for an authentic relationship with you proximal and closer Yeah. 
kick things off. How are you? What is your name? Where do you come from? Why do you exist? Uh, good morning, Pula and listener type people. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael. Um, okay, uh, what, let's yeah. start with what do you what do you do? Well, what I used to do at the moment. I'm busy looking for work, but what I used to do is that I am a scientist. Um, I worked on killing mosquitoes. Oh, well, oh, wow. that, that sounds very abrasive, actually. What I used to do is actually we were looking into ways to better deal with the spread of mosquito-borne diseases. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very interesting. And so this is kind of very exciting for me because I find that people who have this certain interest are uh, very intriguing. Um, it's partly the same reason why I have so much intrigue in C.S. Lewis and authors that do a lot of, like, I wouldn't say fantastical writing, um, but non-generic in a sense, because I don't understand people who appreciate stars and astronomy and um, fossils, and I don't understand scientists, right. although I, I find it very intriguing. I also really enjoy um, neuroscientists and, sorry, neurosurgeon. Anything that has to do with like the um, the nervous system, the brain, etc. Hmm. Um, but I'd love to find out what it is about going into the science field that you basically brought the intrigue, if that makes sense. Well, maybe I wasn't good at anything else at school besides probably biology. Wow. No, I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> that would have been just like drop the mic, walk out. Cool man, this guy is born of science. End of story. No, no, no. It's it's not really that. I think um, from a young age, I always had an interest in sciencey things, like looking through a microscope or um, dinosaurs and stuff like that. It's okay. uh, it's for me. I think the there's this idea, right? Oh well, maybe it's the truth that God created everything, right? Sure. And so God is a designer. Yeah. Right. And there's this kind of intrigue in the design that God has made. Yeah. We ourselves are part of that design, and the things around us are part of that design. Yeah. And so understanding what those things are, understanding like the what makes them. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing that gives us a glimpse into who, who God is as well. Wow. That is phenomenal. I wouldn't say that I didn't think about that, but I did not become a scientist. So... I think you have the upper hand on that one. Um, There's a specific book that I've been reading by Brian Reed. Um, I haven't yet finished it, but it's concerning basically the matters of dinosaurs. Now, Mm -hmm. there's an elaborate history and there's a lot of controversy around Mm it. Um, But in terms of your perspective, firstly, what's your favorite dinosaur? No, you're asking the real questions now. (laughs) (laughs) It took a while, but we're getting there. What is your favorite dinosaur? Hmm. Because apparently you do enjoy the world of dinosaurs. Yes, I do very much. There are so many. Okay, There's top five. Top top five. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with uh, the, the the basic ones: the Stegosaurus, okay. Triceratops. Um, oh, actually, I do know what my favorite dinosaur is. Sorry, I went blank for a moment there. This podcast thing is new to me. No problem. My my favorite. Dinosaurs, the Spinosaurus aegypticus. Yeah. Really. Right. And what specifically about this dinosaur intrigues you? It's it's the largest 
carnivore to have roamed the earth. Really? Well, in length from like its snout to its tail. Mm -hmm. And the, um, the fossils for it were found in Africa, which I think is really cool. Wow. Yeah. Hectic. Um, I heard apparently that these wonderful fossils that we have in museums and exhibitions, science exhi uh, exhibits, um, they actually don't find the entire skeleton of, of the beast, in essence. They find like either the skull or a couple ribs here and there, and they basically fabricate everything else. Is this true to your knowledge? Yeah, well, in a lot of cases, that's, okay. that's how it is. Because in theory, these things are very old. Yeah. And weathered and stuff like that. And over time, they would have been broken apart. Um, and yeah, so so sometimes they do find complete skeletons of things, but yeah. a lot of the times that's not the case. And okay. as you say, they, they basically use other um, facets of science where you say that this thing is similar to this and then they kind of fill in the spaces. Yeah. But there's a, there's, there are a lot of assumptions that get made. I see. Um, because also in order to find certain aspects of a dinosaur, you have historical evidence and you have observational right. evidence. Yeah. Those things kind of need to collide in order to find out what, if this thing actually existed. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about your intrigue in science because of God being a creator. Now, this is my forte. Right. Uh, finding out why people believe things and why does it matter to them and how okay. it actually influences the way that they see the world. Um, so in terms of God being a, the designer, how have you perceived the world differently as opposed to, I mean, you, you work in the science field. Mm -hmm. You have um, co-workers that have different perspectives, I believe. Um, how have you seen the world differently in a sense that is very clear to you as opposed to um, someone else who is just into the science field and they're working in that perspective and they don't necessarily have like a deity that they believe in? Right. Have you seen clear like differences? Could I ask? Yeah, there's there is a lot of atheism in science. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like to use this analogy, um, referring to a word that I used just now, is that we we use this concept of faith, right? Mm -hmm. But in science, they use the exact same thing. They just call it assumptions. Yeah. Really. Right. Very true. Um, and so it's it's an interesting thing because. Uh, the, the dinosaur thing is a great example of that, in that the, they aren't phys physical or they aren't tangible things that um, are all together, right? Yeah. And, and the, the pursuit of science is understanding, you know? Yeah. And there are some things that God just maybe never intended for us to understand, you know? His ways are different than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so... Science wants to make sense of some things that maybe we were never meant to make sense of. And I think it frustrates some people. But I also think that there is something to be said for the way that maybe Christians um, view science. There's yeah. almost uh, a fear of the, the possibilities of science, you know. I see. And I think that science also responds to that in an antagonistic way, you know. Okay. Um, so I, th I think there's... There's positives and negatives on both sides, um, but I think that overall, the the field of science, while scientists generally believe that it's its own thing, trying to find answers to questions, the best way we know how, yeah. right, and trying to figure out what the right questions to ask are, um, because they don't have that faith that these questions can't be answered, yeah. you know, 
um, there's there's kind of this like mismatch between the two things. Yeah, no, I definitely get what you're saying there. Um, and in terms of perhaps conversation when it comes to believers in general, um, we know that through the gospel we're able to share the hope of Jesus Christ and salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Have you found that in understanding something about the fossilized forms in, under the earth and also, I mean, there's the controversy of how old the Earth actually is. Yeah. Um, having this knowledge, have you found that you're able to better share the gospel? Because there is a, a, an entire facet of information that people are often confused by. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it actually turns them from their faith because yeah. there's this argument of science disproves the Bible or right. how does the Bible actually correlate with this information? How have you found... Um, that this intrigue in this certain department of information um, help you in your faith? Or has it actually turned you away from it in some uh, perspectives? Yeah. So I think for me, science is more like, as I mentioned before, it's more revealing who God is. Okay. Right? And getting a glimpse into how he pictures the world. Yeah. And like we, we talk about the, the days of creation and stuff like that in mm-hmm. Genesis. And all these things that, these biological things that got created, there's something really fascinating about them and like the physiology and stuff like that. That's like, there are things that we as people, they're there mm-hmm. and we can understand how they work and we can make assumptions about why they're there, but only God knows the true reasons for all those things. Yeah. Um, and for me, the more that I learn, the more that I understand, the more it pushes me towards God, you know? Sure. Um, I, I don't think that's maybe the case for all people, but uh to answer your question i think that it it has helped me in a way maybe give people a better perspective of yeah. the other side from both sides you know um because i don't think that science and faith need to be at odds with one another if i can yeah. put it that way i think that there's value in science and i think that Faith is the most important thing. Faith in God. Very interesting. Um, I do appreciate that explanation. I think it clarifies it quite well. Mm. Um, so, mosquitoes, why? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. So, growing up, I always wanted to, to help people. This, okay. this has been, I don't know, something on my heart, uh, I guess, um, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And initially, when I was studying my my view was to go into medicine. Um, okay. Apparently, I didn't have the aptitude for that. Wow. <laughs> but, but God opens doors and he closes doors, you know, and sure. he reveals your purpose to you as you, as, you grow, as you draw closer to him and as you get older, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. And you mature spiritually. Okay. <laughs> um, that's, that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Because you can get older and not mature, but that's not. Very <laughs> true, very true. Um. Yeah, so as I was um, in the field and studying, the, the door opened for me to, to work in the field um, of vector-borne diseases. Oh. Mosquitoes being a vector of parasites that cause disease, yeah. uh, viruses as well. And so when that opportunity came up, I took it as basically, oh, this is the only opportunity that I have, but it could be something interesting. Yeah. And when as I started to understand more about it, I... I found the the importance in it. I mean, things like malaria, especially. Um, I mean, there's there's this kind of thing that we use to 
as like a, a tagline for, for people to understand. Because when you ask someone, what is the most dangerous animal on the planet? People are going to say it's a lion, it's a yeah. tiger, it's a shark. But really, it's the mosquito, right? Because yeah. by the number of people that die each year, it's caused by vector-borne diseases. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, and mm, we're talking about millions of cases a year, hundreds sure. of thousands of people dying, and most of those people are women and children. That's and those are people in Africa, the <laughs> continent that we're in, you know. Of and, course, yeah. and it's of, often a neglected, um, a neglected co uh, continent in terms of science and understanding and dealing with these kind of societal issues. Yeah. And the poverty and and um, political situations in a lot of countries um, don't help any of that at all. Yeah. And so I I found it as a really good opportunity to use science in a way that can actually save people's lives. Yeah, a beneficial manner. Yeah. And have you found it to be satisfying? Is it something that you, um, you're you very much happy to continue with? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really do enjoy it. The, it's, it's, it's quite a satisfying thing when you, when you discover things that like no one else knew the answer to, you know, yeah. something, something like that. Um, it's not always because nobody else could could do it, but yeah. a lot of the time it's just because nobody else asked that question before you. Oh wow! <laughs> or like looked at uh, a reasonable way to answer a question, yeah. you know. And that that's really what what science is about. It's about asking um, important questions, and sometimes it's just about asking questions of interest you know yeah. it's like i'm interested in this random thing it doesn't have to benefit anyone it's just yeah. i want to know the answer to this you know and then finding the best way to answer that question in a way that you could replicate it someone else could do the same thing and come up with the same answer very interesting that is yeah very very interesting um in terms of if you could at this moment change your career point like completely pivot where would you go what would you do right um this is a good question because like i mentioned i'm unemployed at the moment so is it this is a this is a question in my mind oh wow um don't mean to put you under pressure no not at all <laughs> not at all look i th i think my 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 priority would try to be to stay in what i'm doing mm -hmm. um i feel that like i found a sense of purpose in it if i could put it that yeah. way uh, if I were to change, just because of where I am in life right now, um, maybe something towards like computer sciences or, or business or something like that. Just because at times things feel a bit unstable. Yeah. Maybe that's a lack of faith on my part. I don't know. It I could, think it's a part it, it of could, life. Could well be. It's just yeah. It's it's a reality of the situation. And yeah. this is one of the things about science as well is that I think there's also this perception about scientists that they're like these mad people that you get this from like movies and stuff right okay. is that scientists are like these evil geniuses who are trying to rule the world wow. and do all these crazy things you know but a lot of the time scientists are just people who are trying to find information as yeah. i mentioned and they don't really get paid well to do that um there aren't really many opportunities and i think you'll find that in the science fields in particular, there's a lot of things like depression and, and mental illness and stuff like sure. that as well. Um, because it, it's not an easy field by any means to be in. Yeah. It can be very frustrating at times. 
um, from opportunity perspective, but also when you're trying to do something and it just constantly doesn't work and your life is almost pivoting around this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, I can, can, it, can, it can be a bit difficult. I can definitely see why that's the case. Um, have yeah. you also found that even with some of your, your peers or coworkers, that you're overly um, qualified for a position that people don't necessarily want to fill? Yes, that that can happen. Okay. Uh, it definitely can. Yeah. Have you have you seen any um, examples of that in around your surroundings or with people you know, or Not, is it generally that people are underqualified for a position that they're wanting to fill? There, there's a bit of both. Okay. It, it it honestly it depends on the position. If you're mm -hmm. tending towards academia and working for universities and things like that for for research. Um, being overqualified is never, you want to be kind of overqualified, you want to have sure. your doctors or something like that. But if you're moving more towards corporate and things like research and development yeah. for, for companies, you want to be in a position where you can do that job but not be at such a qualified level that... Um, they can't afford you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. Um, I think we're going to go in, into our second song right now and then we will close it all off. But so far, very intriguing conversation, if I do say so myself. Perfect, thank you. you. Enjoy. I know it's difficult, but you know the odds really are in our favor, man. Pay uh, Things just ain't the same for gangsters. The whole world's changed. Everybody's a stranger. These young dudes running around saying they bangers. Quit the low bangers, the click and bang you. And I done seen too many teens chasing a dream. End up bloodstream, contaminated and fiending. And now they leaning on words that he said or she said, we said. Look at him, he dead. See, we ain't never no Martin Luther the King. Most of us probably couldn't tell you much about his dream. We like Malcolm X, cause Spike made the movie. And we saw him strapped up with the AKs and Uzis. So excuse me, you trying to connect you. A whole generation is raised by gangsters who probably never knew Pops. We had Tupac and old Boombox chilling in our tube socks. And plus Dre taught us how to roll a 64. And Snoop Dogg taught us how to roll a sticky drove. So if they want to reach us with Jesus, they got to do better than some screaming preachers. Yeah, because homies, we don't believe you. We seen grandmas ride by these cold thieves with heaters. Huh? So we skeptical. It's easy to get a believe that there's a heaven for a thug that mess with you it's hard to rise hey shout out the ninth wonder no you ain't gotta ask we both on the same page like a paragraph And all music ain't the target of discussion But it seems the radio has got a problem playing substance Listen, partner, they lying to us They selling pies to us They teach us how to be gangbangers and nine shooters I've been where you been, seen what you seen Move up with old dog, look at me on the screen When Nas was street dreaming, Biggie was still breathing And cash ruled everything around me, creaming Folks trying to make the good life the good life 
while they in the birds wishing us a good night and some rappers teach us how to gin check them but i still ain't heard a song about being movie directors we in your hood man we've been where you've been been stabbed been shot been been in the pen different sins now win we pick up the pen we articulate how god has made us all better men i'm a college graduate get some god fearing role models with daughters who do not aspire to be pole models you are not what the media impose on you God made you and he rose for you, so you rise. Uh. All right, and we are going to close things off right now. Um, let us jump into a completely different pool as we finish things off. Are you a Marvel or DC fan? Just had to ask. I'm a DC guy. Really? Yes. And who's your reigning king or queen of the DC villains? DC villains? Oh, wow. You went to the villains. Okay, okay fine. All over. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Everyone, anyone. Specifically a villain. No, not specifically a villain. You're, you're anyone. asking a comic book nerd a very difficult question. It was an interview. This is part <laughs> of the question. I'm sorry. I'm sure you must have thought of it. Hmm. At least once. If you ever change your mind yeah. after the show, we'll just like La let people know that he changed right, his mind. Right. I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm shocked that you went for villain. I, I was expecting hero. You, Sorry. You, you threw me off. I, I, I'll go for the Joker, I think. Really? Yeah. And what about the Joker has brought about this admiration, Just. I say? Ooh, I wouldn't want to say it's admiration. Is it admiration? Is it reverence? <laughs> is it... Um, idolatry is it no what is it it's none of those things i'd say intrigue intrigue yeah really. just the idea of someone who acts on a whim you know wow like in such a sort of diabolical manner where there's no rhyme or reason there's no like psychology that could be understood about it it's just for the sake of you know and somehow always chaos. has a plan to fix it or, right. or get it somehow in his diabolical plan. Right. Very interesting. Um, Marvel, if you had to choose anyone, who would who would take the you, cup? You know, it's, it's a difficult thing, like, the more I think about it, because, like, more recently, all of the villains are kind of, like, anti-heroes now. They and they're, become, yeah. they're, like, on all these weird redemption arcs. They're not even <laughs> villains anymore. Um, but I would say probably Venom. Wow. Hectic. You're on the dark side, I see. Uh. Um, so, yes, I think that it was really... Personally, I've had a, a lot of fun talking to you about this. Um, if ever you would like to come back, yeah. the podcast is always available. Um, and, yes, thank you so much for sharing. I do appreciate your time it's as well. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate Not it. Not a problem at all. Um, and then we do have a Instagram page, The Table of Perspective. So if you guys have any questions about um, whatever was spoken or anything going forward, you can just let us know. And that's all from us. Thank you so much, M Michael, again, for coming on. And um, we hope you have a great day further. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. I'm feeling old, but it's about to be a new man.
and I see your messages Getting lost in these passages No clever captions, no cameras Not everything that shines is glamorous Book of Daniel being played out, it's a matter of time It's a matter of time But I see all of the glory in front of me All of the glory in front of me Stay updated, stay entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like, post, comment, share them out, retweet, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio has never been better.